God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. I don't know why, but I just can't seem to do a fucking good Irish brogue. You just got to find the right, the right phrase. Let's hear yours. I can't do it. I don't. I don't have an Irish accent. I magically delicious. I Irish spring. There you go. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. That's what it is. It's morning. Top of the morning to you. Tip of the hat. Yeah. Top of the morning. Tip of the hat. I like a Guinness. Top of the morning, Belfast. Mm, I'm not going to eat my mac and cheese for a month and die. But your guy, your Irish guy is like the jovial guy. I, when I think of Irish, I think of more of like a curmudgeon guy at the bar. You be the curmudgeon guy and I'll be the guy that dances around in Belfast. I can't do it Irish, but I could do it like British. He's having a point. He is. Dude, everybody can do British. I know. Well, I'm, I don't think I'm talented at accents. I never claimed otherwise. Dude, you know which one I've been doing the shit out of is fucking Liam Neeson, dude. I've been fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. He's Irish, right? Liam Neeson is, uh, I'm not sure what he is. He has sort of a, an accent that's not necessarily distinct from anywhere, but maybe it is Irish. I feel like he tries to speak with an American accent all the time. And then, but it's like Mel Gibson where it's not quite an American accent, but it's not quite an Irish one either. Hmm. I'm missing a component right now, but I don't know what it is. Some kind of a nasally component to this accent i'm liam neeson welcome to the podcast is he always talking such a gravelly thing is this is this thing a gravel thing yes liam neeson always talks like this he starts on top and then goes down Uh sort of like the irish thing he starts up here and then goes down here i have learned things over the last 25 years in my profession that make me a nightmare for people like you let my daughter go and I will let you live. If you don't, I will murder you with bullets. I will take bullets and put them into your body until you aren't breathing anymore. Yes, you start up here and then you go down here and you can't go wrong. Also, you use this accent that really isn't any accent at all. Dude, I was fucking 100%ing that shit. 100%ing it. I have a strange aversion to Liam Neeson. I don't know why. He's he's a fine actor. He seems like a nice guy. He supposedly has the giant dick. Yeah. Everybody that knows about him says he has the giant dick. Howard Stern was talking about Sebastian Bach and said that his dick is so big that as a as a goof when he walked into the interview room for some Howard Stern interview, he had tied his whole dick into a knot. <laughs> That's Who's, how big it was. Who is that guy? Sebastian Bach. He was the lead singer for the rock band Skid Row. Jesus Christ. What if you get hard and your knots and your dick's in a knot? I found I actually found the story highly disturbing. The whole thing disturbed me. 
Well, that's a long, that's a long flaccid dick. Yeah. Right. Do you know about these Australian guys who do like all kinds of things with their dick? The whole show is like, oh, here's a hamburger. And then they stretch their dick and balls into like a, looks like a hamburger. (laughs) They do a hot dog or they do all kinds. You know, it's like, like hand puppets, like shadow puppets, but with their dicks. I've never heard of that. No. Yeah. It's a thing. And I'm like, I mean, I could do some stuff with my dick and balls, but I'll be, it would be limited. I'd have a limited amount of things I could do. I could do the row. I could do a rose. <laughs> here's here's a rose. I could do the baked potato. Jeez. I could do. Uh, let's see what else I could. I could. I, do could, the, I could. I could do the mashed potato. <laughs> do, yeah, I could do mashed potatoes. I could do uh, the hill country. Um, delicata squash. <laughs> I could do. Uh, could you do Schindler's List? I could do the Lazy River. <laughs> I don't know if I could do Schindler's List. Uh, uh, I could do some cotton candy. Um, I could, yeah, I could, I could do. do a, I could, you know what? I could do a bowl of chili. That would be good. Yeah, <laughs> in a bread bowl. That'd be perfect. I could do a, anything involving knots. I'm out. Right, and, garlic knots. <laughs> Any like any pretzel type things, I'm out. I mean, even if I had a, a long penis, I don't think I'd be tying it in funny little cute jokey knots for Howard Stern. Dude, how long does your penis have? I mean, I'm trying to think of the longest penis I've ever seen. Like John Holmes had like a long, like an 11 inch penis or something. How would you tie that into a knot? <laughs> I don't know. I mean. It, it, when I heard about it, it, it disturbed me. Did you immediately me. Google it? I was just about to say, you're the kind of guy that's probably going to Google it. I did not Google it. I did don't he do it? So it. he did it in the studio? I guess the joke was he walked in and his, pe- his penis was in a knot. And he was all laughing. Because if, if, you, if you are the kind of guy that... Let's just say that that really did happen. And you're the guy with that kind of penis. Then that's probably something he'd done many times, dude. If I had the kind of penis I could tie into a knot, I'm tying it into a knot all the time. You're like, uh, would you like a Windsor knot or a uh, what sort of nautical knot would you like me to tie my penis into? Now I'm sure you're going to look it up and get back to me. That way I don't have to see it. What's the knot sitch? There's no pictures of him with his penis in a knot. Oh, let bummer. me just let me just do penis knot in general and just see if I can. See if there's any Google images of a penis tied into a knot. Oh, there are. Oh, there are, by the way. But no real ones. Well. There's a beautiful air, air dry clay twisted tied penis knot sculpture. Huh. I, I don't I got- do anything with, I don't do anything with my penis that's not, that didn't come in the manual. That wasn't recommended in the, the life manual. And, uh. I like to keep it that way. Some people are heavily fixated on the penis in a way that suggests to me that um, something's wrong with their brains. But who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? By the way, when you do a search for penis knot, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is not a fun search. I believe you. <laughs> I just saw a bunch of stuff that I wish I'd never seen and none of it Except for the first few things involved, a penis tied into a knot. It's amazing what's possible in the world. I've been listening to the, oh my God, it's so brutal. That's actually probably why I was in a bad mood. Is there's a, uh, 
there's a podcast series. It's kind of like a true crime. So everyone should just shit their pants over it because everyone's fucking obsessed with true crime shit. But uh, it's called Chasing Cosby. And it's like a 10, it's just like a 10 part series that kind of, it's the, um, I think it's the journalist who first broke the Cosby thing. And so she just goes through his whole deal. And it's just so brutal, man. It's just brutal what's possible. Let, give us the, the quick, quickie, the quick update on how that worked. He would just drug people? Well, you know, he was one of the most trusted figures in American society. And, uh, you know, yeah, he would mentor women, invite them over to his house. He would offer them pills to relax, and then he would rape them and and like viciously sodomize them. And, you know, no one, these women didn't know what to do. They didn't think anyone would believe them. Uh, once they started speaking out, you know, he was able to procure the most, you know, vicious and expensive lawyers in the world and tried to shut all of them down, tried to buy them out. It's just, it's sad. It's really sad. It just made me afraid for my daughter. This this one woman, she's interviewed. A lot of the victims are interviewed. And then it's like this one woman, it's a parent. And this chick was like, just, he was like a mentor for her. She wasn't trying to get in the film industry. And when he assaulted her, she never said anything. She didn't know what to say. And if you, if you look it up, most women who are physically assaulted, sexually assaulted, you know, there's a lot of really common reactions, you know, paralysis, fear of being, you know, called a liar, blah, blah, blah. And this woman, it's her mother. And she's like, when she came home to visit me and her dad, she was grown, a grown woman in her early 20s. She was like, we knew something was wrong. And we didn't know what to do because we didn't know. It just made me think about Nova. You know, it made me think about Nova being in her early 20s and whatever she decides to do with her life and me and her mom just being supportive and excited for her and her coming home and just knowing something ha has happened, you know. And then when she tells, when she talks about hearing it from her daughter, what happened, just... She was like, I'm going to get on a fucking plane and fly to his house, right? You know, it's just like you just go start running the experiments of like, what would you do, you know? It's so horrifying. Yeah, it is. In slightly less intense news, we watched two shows back to back, one horrible and one great. The horrible one is called Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman on Hulu. Never going to watch that. I do not recommend it. It's the same author who wrote Big Little Lies, which we watched on HBO and we liked. This one's horrible. But a pretty good one, though, is the Steve Martin uh, um, Martin Short show, Only Murders in the Building. Have you seen that? I just saw their stand-up thing. Is that what it is? No, this is different than their like Broadway thing. This is like a a scripted show, episodic, where they're, they live in the same building in New York, and a murder has taken place, and they're obsessed with true crime podcasts. So they oh. attempt, they attempt, it's like a buddy murder mystery. It's like Manhattan, uh, Manhattan murder mystery, the Woody Allen film. It's really fun. Oh, cool. I will watch that. I watched, uh, Rory Scofield. Okay. Um, he's a comedian. He's got a special out that's really good, but he just came out with a special called live without fear. Mm -hmm. And he booked like five shows at this club, this tiny little club and he did all improv for five nights and then wow and then put the, best, the best of it best yeah. of it and put it together dude it is wow. so good what's it on i'll check that out you have to buy it it's on prime okay. it's like four bucks yeah yeah what's his deal is he a young kind of up-and-coming guy i've never heard the name he's probably your age i 
I think he's only got one special that came out like maybe two years ago. Um, he's great though. He's really, really funny. I saw that Whitney Cummings is on tour. I think she's pretty funny. I'd like to see her. Um, and then I've just been watching nonstop Norm Macdonald. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. What did you think about him? What, were you a fan before? Or? I mean, he's as good as it gets. He's as good as... I mean, my favorites are David Spade, Norm Macdonald, Adam Sandler, Louis C.K. Um, I mean, those are the top guys of anybody. And so... Yeah, when he died, I just was so bummed. I was, I've just been waiting for like the new season of the Norm Macdonald show, and that ain't gonna happen. He's not. He's never gonna be on Conan. He's never gonna be on. He's never gonna do another late night television interview, dude. He's. It's just such a loss. Like it just makes the world so much shittier without him. It's kind of like when, uh, when Bill, God damn it, what am I blanking on? This Bill thing? Hicks. When Bill Hicks died, same vibe. I was just so bummed that I was just never going to hear him talk about the world again. And it just made me. It just made. It just made me like so aware of the finality of death like it just is such a final fucking thing dude dude my fucking cousin who i haven't known her whole life i i just know I've, I've hung out with her maybe once or twice in my whole life but it's you know it's my mom's sister's daughter was found dead in a car a few weeks ago and I mean, I felt really bad for her parents and her brother, but I mean, I don't know. I should have been more upset about that. And I was, I don't know. Probably shouldn't have brought any of that up, but. <laughs> well, I mean, are you saying that you were more upset about Norm MacDonald? Oh, than someone in your than someone in your own family. And that, that feels weird to, for sure, identify that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, if you didn't if you didn't know her that well, and you were a huge fan of Norm Macdonald, okay, I can see how you could have felt closer. To I him. know, but I, I mean, I, I just feel so terrible for her. I can't imagine. And by the way, uh, my aunt and uncle have three kids, and two of them have died now. Horrible, horrible, so terrible. And she was young; she was like in her forties. Yeah, but, was it a was it like a car crash or what? no? It was drugs, some kind oh. of drug thing. She she just she's got off track early, yeah. and, and never got back on the road. I don't think. Last time I saw her was at my sister's wedding. So like, I don't know, twenty three, twenty four years ago, twenty five years ago. She was like, yeah, she had already had like one or two kids by two different guys. She ended up with three kids by three different guys. Wow. Aside but yeah, from the kids too. Yeah, terrible. I th I found it interesting that I guess Norm Macdonald had been sick for so long and no one really knew about it. Well, I was just watching it and I was like, hmm, when I wonder when he found out how sick he was. But I've had friends who died from cancer and they, you know they were fine. They were fine, and then 
they weren't fine and then they got diagnosed and then they were dead within a year. So that's the way it works a lot of the time. Well, he was, when I was growing up on SNL, he was the weekend update guy, but I never really, I never really got his thing. And, I didn't uh, either. I didn't think he was funny back in the yeah. day. I, I've actually, to be honest with you, man, never really thought he was very funny. And it's been, you know, when he passed away, here's what I do get. I may not have gotten his comedy, but I do get it when a lot of people who I admire and respect are like, he was the shit. He was a genius. There was no one like him. It's like, I, I respect Dude, you ask that. any comedian, every comedian says Norm MacDonald's yeah. the creme de la creme. Dude, yeah. you should just watch. All right, so the reason he got, he got fired from SNL, from the, he got fired as the weekend anchor. He didn't get fired from SNL, but he got, yeah, he lost about, the job. Uh, about the OJ, the OJ jokes. So, if just watch the, the they compiled all the OJ jokes into one YouTube thing, mm-hmm. dude. There are hundreds, like literally, there's over a hundred OJ jokes, dude. They are incredible. Yeah, the one that they they talked about on Conan, the Conan kind of tribute to Norm is really good because they talk about some of his best shit. And uh, right when he did the one where this lucky like, lucky like his, his hat. Dad. Yeah. Hey, wait. Be careful with that. He goes today. Uh, Johnny Cochran uh, <laughs> yeah. put on OJ's uh, put on the uh, infamous hat. Uh, OJ didn't help himself very much when he said, "Hey, careful with that cap. That's my lucky stabbing cap." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he had that kind of dry thing, oh, twinkle in his eye thing. I always liked that. I didn't know he was super religious. He was like super into Christianity. I didn't know uh, that either. Yeah, he's pretty into it dude i just i got i turned the corner on him when i started listening to the norm mcdonald podcast i need to check it out now before that i didn't really know much about him now i think netflix scrubbed the podcast so i don't think oh really i don't think you can get that podcast unless you know, maybe now that he's dead, maybe they put it back up or something. But you can well, kind of have a show that it was like filmed too, though. So the podcast was also filmed and it was on YouTube. And so it was on YouTube and it was on as a podcast. And just go look at all that stuff. And then also the Norm MacDonald on Netflix is pretty good. If you're going to start there, start with the David Spade one. It's so good. Yeah, it says you can stream Norm MacDonald best episodes the one the one his podcast was steven merchant you know who that is yeah he's ricky gervais's writing partner dude oh my god it is one of the funniest i have laughed i laughed so hard listening to that podcast yeah you can find out look at jim carrey tim allen margaret cho uh jerry seinfeld the jerry seinfeld episode's really good two-part sarah silverman mike tyson letterman bill Hader. there's steven merchant um, Mark Marin, who I hate, Roseanne Barr, uh, Bob Saget, who I actually really have come to. Lo- you know, I grew up with Bob Saget. He was the American's Funniest Home Videos kind of guy, Full House guy. But his, have you ever checked out his comedy, his actual stand-up? It's pretty funny. Yeah, you don't it's like a, it? It's just too. It's like trying he's, too hard to be dirty. Yeah, he's pretty dirty for sure. Yeah, David Spade, Sandler, Ray Romano, Gilbert Gottfried, damn, Andy Dick. Kevin Nealon, who I know you like Kevin Nealon, right? Larry King. Dude, Kevin Nealon's another guy. He's like the silent assassin, dude. He's so funny. 
He's just so funny in just such a dry way. There's there are people who try to be funny and are funny sometimes, but fail a lot. And yeah. Kevin Nealon never tries to be funny and just is funny occasionally. <laughs> like he's the, he's the silent assassin, dude. Is he a stand-up? I guess he's a Kevin Nealon. Oh yeah. I need to check out his stand-up. But the other thing about him is he's so nice. So you can watch him talk forever and never get tired of hearing him talk and tell stories. And then also every once in a while, he'll just say the funniest thing. But he's one of those dudes too, that when you get into the comedy world, he may not have ever, he's kind of like Colin Quinn. There are those dudes that kind of never really got a big TV show or whatever, but all the people who did, they just talk about how fucking funny those guys are. Well, Colin Quinn is another one of those guys who's just a good hang. He's just so likable. He's so smart. He's so knowledgeable. But like Todd, like Todd Berry's another one of those kind of Todd guys. Berry's another guy who's you know who's kind of. But I think the difference between Colin Quinn and Todd Berry, or maybe not, is that Colin Quinn, the last two or three things that he's done are masterpieces. They're like he's yeah he turned did that in, one man play thing yeah he's kind of turned into the modern day Mark Twain he's gotten really political and just kind of explains politics using comedy and he's amazing and Todd Berry's last special was by far the best thing that he's ever done the uh, uh, we had Jim Florentine on the Metallica podcast because he was on a show called That Metal Show he's a stand up comedian and he was talking about Colin Quinn and I guess Jim Florentine uh, his wife left him. His wife like cheated on him and left him, and he was just talking about how brutal it is when all your friends are comics, and you're you're dealing with something like that because they all their way of processing the world is they make jokes out of it, you know. And he said Colin Quinn, when Jim, because they all know each other's wives and shit, they're all like friends up in New England and shit, right? And he said he told Colin Quinn, he's like, hey, uh, whatever her name is, like she she left me. I don't know if you heard, but my, you know she left me. It sucks. And Colin Quinn goes, really? She left you? Even though you had the, didn't you just interview the drummer for Quiet Riot? <laughs> just. <laughs> He's like, you're telling me she left you after you had the drummer for Quiet Riot on your show? Crazy. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> and Jim was laughing so hard. He's like, that motherfucker is so funny, dude. Oh like, my God. Just the stuff you get away with in those worlds, you know? But that's the kind of thing, dude. Like when somebody says something like that, you just realize like there are people that are just great. And then there's the rest of the world. Like he, Colin Quinn, that is to be able to come up with that, you know, how <laughs> like funny cut that to the is. Bone. Well, it just cuts to the bone in so many ways. Like, first of all, it's making fun of his stupid job interviewing heavy metal people. Yeah. He chose the right band, the right member of the band. Right. Yeah. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> he didn't say Paul Stanley, you know? Dude, like, I'm telling you, watch, you watch the Norm MacDonald on these shows and just every word is just so specific. I saw the Courtney, Thorn, the Courtney Thorne Smith one. Where the chick from I guess nine hundred two one was on, and he's just having fun with that. He's like, she's the primary guest, and he yeah, like yeah. moved over on the couch. And the moth story, like, is one that's come up a lot, dude. That have you? I just why I I'd never seen the moth story, and I watched it while I was listening to Conan's podcast. Yeah, just every time they mentioned something, I would just you know, oh, let me yeah. listen to it. And dude, that moth thing was so fucking good. I'll tell you what's worth listening to if you haven't is Mark Marin republish his norm interview from 2011 which is probably about when he got diagnosed which is interesting to listen to i will check it out 
I just listened to his interview with the other guy that died, the guy from The Wire. Yeah, right. What was that dude's? Uh, what was that dude's deal? Uh, they just found him dead in his apartment, probably drug overdose. But he was famous for The Wire, right? That was his. He was in The deal. Wire, but he was also in Boardwalk Empire, and he's right. been in a shitload of movies. But I listened to that interview, and I was like, I can live my life without listening to that. What with Marin? Yeah. I can't stand Mark Maron. I, I don't have anything against Mark Maron. My assessment of him is that he's extremely bitter that he's not a more successful stand-up comedian. Because in the, if you're in that world, dude, that is what you live and judge everything by. Those That's a vicious, viciously scrutinized world. What he's famous for is interviewing successful comedians. And I think that that's... I don't think he grapples with that very well. He he like overcompensates for that a lot. Well, I I think he's I think he's really good at interviewing people. I think he's a really good actor. I think he's a really good comedian. He's just not as good as these other guys. He's like like remember didn't we watch Mozart at my place? Amadeus. Yeah. He's, he's like a he's Sally or whatever. He's sa- he's yeah. sa- he's Sariel sa- sal- However you say it. The guy who killed Mozart. Well, like that drove him to his grave. Like yeah. he knows how good these other guys are, and he wishes he was as good as they are. Yeah, but he's just not quite. As and good. he came up in that same like Boston thing right. with like Bill Burr, Rogan, Louis C.K. And I think he's had to watch everything happen to them. Now he's the most popular podcaster in the world, but oh, I yeah. think when when you're when you come from comedy, dude, you don't want to be the best at some other thing. You want to be the best right. at the thing that you grew came up through. And I think he's gotten better. You know, I don't know. I, I, I think he, I think his, his, maybe his comedy's gotten better or maybe he's figured out more of who he is and figured it out. I don't know. It's not really my, it's not my cup of tea. Me neither. It's just, I don't think it's funny. We watched, uh, we watched a couple of his specials. We couldn't get through them. We got a few more minutes. I just want to get an update. What's going on with your boy, Chris Delia? Is he just out working? What's he, I, I feel like I haven't heard anything from him. Dude, he's got his podcast back up and he's killing it. He does a weekly podcast. He does a weekly podcast. Is he's so does he have, good? Does he have guests? No, it's just him. No guests talking, and he's where does he get where does he get content from? Does he do people write in? Like, does he just talk? It's, it's just him talking about what? It's talking about whatever, dude. He's amazing. He's he's as funny as anybody. He's as funny as Conan. He's as funny as Theo Vaughn. He's as funny as anybody out there. He's. He's amazing. The his stand-up's not great. I think he's one of those guys he doesn't spend enough time writing. Uh but his just his just him talking is he'll get on some shit. And his he his impersonations are incredible, dude. So spot on. Well, it's interesting to hear that he's busy. I guess you know. Oh, I have a Ryan Adams update for you that's in a similar vein. He's uh, all the stuff he was doing. He's kicked all that. He's been doing these Instagram lives where he's looking real healthy, looking real happy. And uh, that's been good. Positive updates uh, across the across the bow, across the front. Well, good luck. 